0: The greatest hope against the threat of nuclear war is Superman. I'm going to do what our governments have been unwilling or unable to do. Effective immediately, I'm going to rid our planet of all nuclear weapons. The
1: greatest threat to Superman is Lex Luthor. Smarter than I thought. We can make the world safe for war profits.
0: He's created the ultimate weapon to annihilate the Man of Steel. You risk worldwide nuclear war for your own personal financial gain. Nobody wants war. I just want to keep the threat alive. Dude of Steel. Where are you going to get it? You know, you're but you stop. Smell the roses, huh? Superman 4, Christopher Reeve, Gene Hackman, Jackie Cooper, John Cryer, with Mariel Hemingway, and Margot Kidder as Lois
1: Lane. Superman 4, his most important adventure. The quest for peace. up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane it's nuclear man welcome back to pop culture historians i'm ryan ritter that's jimmy mcshane on the line jimmy how are you this fine evening
0: i'm doing well knowing that superman has nuclear disarmed every nation
1: yeah look uh the the news is looking pretty bleak nowadays uh we we record these in advance and uh you know the present time that we're recording that things are looking a little sticky. Maybe in the six months, everything's totally fine. Maybe, yeah, Superman has disarmed us for real. It'd be, would anything Dude. surprise you at this point?
0: <laughs> probably not.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Nuclear Man Flying by Over Our Head should give some indication as to what we're talking about this week. The episode title of the episode should probably clue you in as well. I don't know why people always tease stuff on podcasts, like, they know I can read
0: thing like we have to build anticipation, Ryan.
1: (laughs) Introduce our guests right away. It's like I can see that it's like Joe Rogan on this. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like (laughs) Anyway, Joe Rogan's on this episode, so don't sorry to disappoint everybody. Um
0: don't uh don't unsubscribe.
1: Yeah, please. Like I I promise we have we have some we have some personality ourselves that you might Mm. like. Uh (laughs) especially since we're gonna be talking about Superman four, the quest for peace. Uh, a title that I I remember as a Family Guy joke.
0: Um, oh,
1: myself. Do you remember this at all? No,
0: no, I don't.
1: It's uh, I don't remember like the first couple parts of the setup, but it's essentially like uh, Peter's talking about how like, he always loves it when the uh, characters like say the name of the movie during the movie, <laughs> and they do a couple that are like real, like you know, like you know, stuff like terms of endearment or like maybe this is as good as it gets and stuff, and then they cut to him. The theater, and it's like now I have to become Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. And he's like, <laughs> oh, that's why they call it that. <laughs> uh, which is not a line from the movie. Superman does not say "time to become Superman Four: Quest for Peace." Um, yeah, not uh, not produced by the Salkines for the. I uh, keep going back and forth on how to pronounce their names. Uh, this is the last episode I have to worry about it ever again. Uh, not involved in this one like they were the previous four. Uh, you know, Superman 3 and Superman Girl. Superman Girl. Holy moly. <laughs> Superman 3 and Supergirl. We're keeping that in. Um, for total, uh, failures failures. So they didn't make back their money, probably because they were both very bad. And so they sold the rights to Superman, at least, like, the franchise film rights, to the Canon Group, um... Famous for making all kinds of movies. But, uh, you know, at this point in the 80s, they're known more for stuff like Ninja 3 and, like, <sighs> it was kind of direct, direct-to-video-ish stuff. Oh, like the break-in and breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, just kind of silly stuff like that. And now they have their chance to make a Superman movie. They both watched it. Jimmy, what do you think of the, of the canon film's attempt at a Superman movie?
0: So, like you know it has this terrible reputation for I me. Mean, it's like awful movie so i'm starting it and i'm like you know 20 minutes in i'm like you know actually i'm liking this it's this actually not bad like um i'm i'm really enjoying this and then like 40 minutes in i'm like okay is getting worse but you know <laughs> um you know maybe maybe it's just kind of uh, you know a little bit off you know it's, it still could rebound and then by the end i'm like wow this is like one of the worst
1: movies i've ever seen <laughs> yeah Um, My initial thought of it was that it was bad, but I thought, like, Superman 3 and Supergirl were probably worse, probably because I had, I don't know that I had higher expectations for Superman 3, but you always hear Superman 4 being, like, consistently, like, one of the worst, like, movies ever. Uh, I have, like, I have this book called The Bad Movie Bible, and it has all kinds of stuff. It has, like, The Room, you know, all the classics of Birdemic. And (laughs) then one of the action sequences, sections of the book it has superman 4 so i'm like okay this is probably an in for a wild ride i thought it was bad um at least had the common decency that uh superman 3 and supergirl didn't have to at least be like under 90 minutes and honestly it felt a lot shorter than that it it, it felt like i felt like 50 minutes to me uh, just in terms of <laughs> its pace and how like you know, there's a lot going on, but like none of it really hits. It's just—it's all just kind of going by like melted ice cream. But then I sat down to kind of break the spot down beat by beat, uh, since I just us talking about it. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, no, this movie was pretty bad. It's probably the worst. It's the worst one. I think. I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. how you could because
0: like stuff I, just kind I of gets think,
1: like, dropped. I still think
0: Supergirl might have been worse. Um,
1: Supergirl but I definitely, dull. I definitely
0: thought. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this movie was unfinished, completely right? unfinished. It it was unfinished. Um, uh, as as soon as Nuclear Man got involved, it just got terrible. Yeah. Um, and it was it was it wasn't great before then. You know, like, like I said, the early part I thought it was it was it was slow, but it was paced well. Um, you know, I, I guess for me, Chris, you know watching these movies again i think christopher reeve is terrific as superman he's so good yeah and so and so like early on in this movie it's like all christopher reeve like struggling with being superman and i was like 100 percent on board you know and i, I was like really enjoying this so like okay um you know he's you know even like the like the scene of him at the farm like selling in and, and the um guy's trying to get him to sell it to some strip mall and he doesn't want to. I'm like, okay, like we got some internal conflict. You know, he sacked he's not with Lois, you know, but I was I was enjoying it, I was liking it. And then like I don't know, just then the just the, the stuff with the nuclear arms was like it was kind of weird. I um, <laughs> It was like like no nation would like give up their nuclear weapons to Superman. Like, like it That's... feels like much a shortcut. But I was like, okay, like let's see where this is going. Like, like the first 20 minutes sold me, so I was like, I was in a good faith mood for this part, right? Uh-huh. And then, and then as soon as like Nuclear Man was born, I'll say John Cryer was still starting to make me lose some faith. He was terrible in this movie. Oh um, yeah, he's he
1: he does a lot to sink this movie. It's, it's bad. And material, I don't know if it's completely
0: but... his fault, but it
1: he he's playing the role as. Written, but if this was meant to be like a younger, hipper version of the Ned Beatty character, um, it was a it was a miss.
0: Yes, of course. I was pretty low on the Ned Beatty character too, but um,
1: yeah, but he's looking pretty good now, isn't he?
0: <laughs> Fair
1: point. <laughs> um,
0: uh, yeah, but then as soon as Nuclear Man got involved, like, what an awful fucking character.
1: Yeah, that was my main question. Uh, someone explain Nuclear Man to me. Okay but I was, uh, break, I was, let's break down was plan like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, first, of all, I, I was shocked to find out that nuclear man wasn't a, an actual comic book character. He's an original villain for this movie.
1: Yeah, well, and what's interesting, I, I should mention uh, this movie is quite literally unfinished. Uh, this movie apparently had like disastrous test screenings, and they they whacked, like 45 minutes off this movie. It was supposed to be kind of like around the same length as the other ones. Um, right, and they just totally lost faith in it and just whacked, 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 whacked. Uh, this, there was actually supposed to be two nuclear men in this movie. Um, there's supposed to be an original one that's a little supposed to kind of look like the comics character Bizarro, but um, Superman like just it beats his ass pretty easily, like in front of like a club or something. And then Lex Luther goes, "Okay, I need a stronger nuclear man." So the nuclear man we saw in the original cut. It's supposed to be the second attempt at nuclear man, which I think would have driven me insane. I don't know if I could handle there being two of these characters. Right. Well, and, and, movie.
0: and that's fair, especially because like, it's not like there's a difference between stuff happening and a plot. That sounds like the stuff <laughs> happening, right? Like, it's just stuff happening. Yeah. Lex Luthor made a nuclear man, and he got beat by Superman. Of course, that happened a lot in this movie, right? Even in the early part of the movie, which I said I liked, he, he starts out by saving a Russian satellite. That it's, had nothing to do with anything. Has and then, nothing, like,
1: I, I thought for sure that was going to like be important. Like an astronaut, One of the astronauts is going to vouch for him. But no, just...
0: nope. Yeah. And then Lois Lane gets on a... <laughs> Guys, like say the most dangerous place to be in this in the Superman universe is by Lois Lane's side. Um, <laughs> Lois Lane just gets on a subway car and, it's like, for no reason, it just has a huge mouth. Oh, that's right, the guy had a heart attack. The guy
1: just has a heart attack. The
0: guy just has a heart attack. And then I mean, Superman that, that's saves.
1: where I was a little like, I don't know about this movie because it was just. You're right. It's just stuff happening. It's like we need, we need a, we need a conflict. Um, right. So and then, then the guy dies. <laughs>
0: This guy dies, Superman has to, you know, like, we need an action scene here. Right. Boom. Um, and of course, that's also something where, like, I felt like we should get in, maybe the director's scene. I like that scene. First of all, it shouldn't have been in the movie, but if it's in the movie, you fully commit to it. And I felt like that scene was really poorly either edited or directed or both, right? Because there was, there was no tension to it. Like, Lois is was just on the, on the subway, and then suddenly started going fast, and then Superman goes and saves her. But like there is no tension being built. It, like it happens so fast. You, you can't even like feel nervous for a second for Lois Lane, even though you know she's not going to die. It's still part, right. of the, part of the movie's job is to make you feel nervous for a second. Where you're like, oh, what's going or, you know, you know what I mean? Like how is, how is Superman going to save her? You don't even get a chance to like say that to yourself because it gets resolved. So it feels like it gets resolved so quickly. Well,
1: especially since, in a way, this is our first real scene with Lois since Superman 2. It's been like seven years. I feel like giving that a little time to breathe just so we can kind of get reoriented with her. Of course, she's in Superman 3, but not really. And um, she at least kind of has some material in this movie, which is maybe one of the only nice things about it. Is that there's this kind of this feeling of the gang all getting back together. Like... Say what you want yeah. about Gene Hackman's performance in the first couple. It's a little, it's a little hammy now. But seeing him was just like, ah, see, this kind of feels like a Superman movie again. I to see.
0: I mean, I, I agree. I agree with that. I, I did enjoy Gene Hackman in this, and maybe just because you you didn't miss him in the third one.
1: Yeah. Well, by the way, you you were speculating at the end of our Superman three episode, like, is Superman four going to pick up threads of this? Like, blah a lot of stuff not only does it not i would actually argue it's less confusing to just go straight to four from two like it just straight up (laughs) erase it doesn't even it doesn't even do the rise of skywalker thing where they go like oh like uh, lana's in like the background for three seconds just just to pretend we're connecting it like they just straight up go like that never like they almost say like it never happened. they don't make a big deal out of it but
0: well, and which I they think pick, they
1: pick it back up from two. I mean, they do the whole magic kiss memory thing again, like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I and I agree, and I think, I think there's this temptation by, by fans and and studios and stuff like that when when something's not well liked, to do that, and I I think that's almost oh to like ignore it, pretend like it didn't exist, um, and I think that's almost always a mistake. Like the Rise of Skywalker was bad in my opinion, but not because of that. Because they include try to like you know, include build upon previous things. They just, you know, build it well. But I think you should always be trying to build upon like what happened previously, even if the previous thing wasn't well liked. You know, find what was good about it and build from it. If you know, if because if it's still there, right?
1: If it's still there,
0: especially I- because they still did the left triangle in this movie. Yes, they did. Right, and so they just
1: did it again.
0: Like, they just did it again. So, you know, um, why get rid of Lana like that, and then introduce this new love interest that Clark really has no interest in?
1: No, and there's no tent There's like, like the uh, subway thing. There's no tension because what are the chances? Like Superman's gonna end up with um, this, this this random daughter of a <laughs> of this really cartoony like tabloid mogul who buys a daily Plant. It's, it's just all these nonsensical um, kind of half micro subplots that just, they're set up just to introduce new characters. And at the end, it's like, it's all, and that was yeah. the worst.
0: That was that was pretty bad. I will say yeah. that. What was her name, by the way, the, the daughter who who likes Clark?
1: <sighs> I have it written all over my notes. And of course, I can't recall it. Um, <laughs> um, hold on. Uh, Lacey. Lacey Warfield. Lacey Warfield. Played by uh, uh, Muriel Hemingway of uh, Woody Allen's Manhattan fame.
0: Haven't seen that one. Um,
1: If I have, it's been a long time. I don't think I have either.
0: Um, I I was like... I felt actually really bad for her character. Um, Because... She legitimately had like strong feelings for Clark, right? This was like persona that Superman puts forth to like fool the world, mm-hmm. and she legitimately found him like charming and like wholesome. And I mean, she, she, her her feelings for him were like genuine, and yeah, he just it kept like love at first sight. Yeah, and and he just kept stringing her along. Uh,
1: Clark's kind of an asshole in this movie.
0: Yeah, and and then you know he also like get, does a thing where he'll fly Lois around the world and then like takes away her memory again, like it's
1: implying that he does this a lot, right?
0: Yeah, Isn't yeah. It? I mean, it, it definitely seemed like this was not the first time he had done this. Like what the, um, what the fuck? And, and, and yeah, like... like definitely some like some moral issues with Clark in these movies, this movie in particular, where I was kind of like, it just felt awkward, and and it felt like. With 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 uh, you know Warfield, it was supposed to be funny, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh look, she finds she likes Clark, ha ha ha, and now Clark, <laughs> you know, he, Clark's out of aerobics with Warfield. Lacey, <laughs> isn't that so funny? You know what I mean? Like, and then like that. Okay, this is too rambling. Sorry. No, I'm
1: listening. No, and, I and and then like that. That whole like
0: Flintstones routine, where like. You know, he had to pretend to be Clark and Superman, but he had like keep coming over exclusives. Why like, Clark had to leave the room and then Superman That's, had to come in.
1: I swear that scene took up like ten minutes of this 89-minute runtime.
0: It, it was a long like movie. You know, yeah, it was a long, it was a long scene because you know, here, at least I'll say this: at least they committed to it, right?
1: I, I will give them that.
0: Yeah, yeah, they committed to it. It didn't really work, but at least they committed to the bit. Um, which is more than I can say for a lot of other parts of this movie.
1: Well, I will say some of the some of the excuses they use for like Clark to like go like if I were if I were Lacey at a certain point and I saw this man that I really liked kind of just get like lightly tapped by this luggage cart, and then he just like clung onto it and couldn't figure it out in quotation marks like how to get off I'd just be like maybe something's wrong with Clark I don't know like (laughs) like just get off I mean I know I know of course the in universe answer is of course he doesn't want to get off because he's trying to sneak away to become Superman but like this is
0: well and there's there's also kind of this I think um, implication based off the reactions by both her and Lois that like this happens all the fucking time
1: Uh, right but where's the line between like (laughs) Yeah, kind, of, kind of a dork and just like, dude, like, is there like, do you need to see like a neurologist or something? Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe I, I know I'm splitting hairs on a movie that just has a ton of ball spots. So I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be focusing on little things like that.
0: Well, is well, the problem is you, you they you know, there there are certain things about the, the Superman persona that Superman character that if you're gonna do faithfully. Don't necessarily make sense, but you go with it with the whole like, you know, oh, he takes off glasses and suddenly people puts on glasses, suddenly people can't recognize him as Superman type thing. Sure. Um But but like that's one where they put themselves in that situation. Right. Absolutely. They they chose to like give give like instead of Clark doing the intelligent thing and like calling and saying, Hey, I can't make it today. And just being Superman. He decided, no, the best thing I can do right now <laughs> is, sh- is show up and find excuses for Clark to be constantly leaving the room.
1: I think he enjoys it.
0: You know, it could be. I mean, that's the only logical explanation, right?
1: It's, like, oh, it's that thrill of like almost getting caught thing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, there's <laughs> another. Something
0: patho- pathological about Clark in these movies, huh?
1: Yeah, I think if they did Superman 5, it'd just be him. On a therapist's couch, and just someone going like, "What's up, man?" <laughs> like, of course, the I therapist heard.
0: would be the villain of the of the movie, of course. But yeah, he
1: would be. Hey, he turned out to be like brainiac. Actually, it would just be Lex Luthor in disguise or something. <laughs> There's a big elephant in the room that we haven't addressed with this movie, and um, it has a, it has an obvious explanation. But I think it sinks the movie more than anything else. The special effects are just awful. Yes, the I mean, line has never looked worse.
0: No, it hasn't and like you said, there's a reason for it, but it, it it's never good like like you know, there's some movies like you watch it and you think about it a little bit and like, oh well maybe this happened because of a production issue. But it's never good like while you're watching the movie, you're like, Wow, this movie had production issues.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh previously mentioned Canon picked up the rights and um I I, did, I know there was a. I think there was a treatment for Superman 4 previously, or they may have set a budget previously and then changed hands. Anyway, the budget for this movie went from 36 million to like 17 million. It's cut like just just over half. And part of that is that Canon was like going bankrupt at the time. They hadn't had a hit in six years. They had some crazy deal where like they sell all of like the video and like television rights sell their movies up front. But they don't really make any money off these movies, movies like that, if the budget's over five million. So they're always kind of screwed with Superman 4. Like this thing that seems like it should have been their savior kind of (laughs) was a bad investment, it sounds to me. Um, And like the only way they ever got Christopher Reeve back in the first place was to offer him like six million bucks. So just getting Christopher Reeve back proves that like this movie was like already guaranteed it wasn't gonna make a profit off their model. And then they had to, like, finance, like, this pet project of his, and they had to give him, like, story like story and director approval. Like, Reeve is the reason this movie's about nuclear disarmament. Right, that's, I
0: saw that. That's which, his thing. Which, you know, I don't think he did them any favors, because it's hard to write a Superman movie based around nuclear disarmament.
1: No, and, you know, I think it's easy to mock. I think it, it it's probably aged the better... <laughs> Then I think they may have anticipated 1987. Like it'd be cool if Superman came and took all the nukes away. That'd be pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> but well, uh, well, course, it raises,
1: we it were two
0: years away from the Berlin Wall falling, and of right. course there, there was no way they could have known that. Yeah, but right. you know, um, you know it, it. It 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 didn't make maybe peace. You know maybe. You know, it, it does, in retrospect, seem more reasonable, I guess.
1: as you mentioned kind of earlier at the top of this episode, the scene, and I will tell you, the scene at the United Nations actually made me reevaluate just a little bit um, another filmmaker's kind of take on Superman. Um, don't get ahead of me here. But that United Nations scene where he basically comes in and goes, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm just letting you all know I'm taking away all the nukes, and he's playing. He eventually tosses them all into the sun, which feels like it's probably gonna do some damage. But what do I know?
0: It wouldn't. It wouldn't actually. Oh. Um, wouldn't? Yeah, that would be like. Um, I mean, I'm no expert, but like, the sun is so fucking massive. Like, um, it it would it would be like what's what's a good example. It'd be like throwing a spark on a house burning down. I see. I mean, well, it would so throwing nukes into the sun. I mean, unless unless I'm completely off base here, and I mean, I'm not I'm not claiming to be a nuclear physicist here or a you know um, astronomer or anything. But
1: yeah, we're not the pop culture astronomers.
0: Exactly, <laughs> but like the the sun is just a giant thing of nuclear fusion, and throwing a nuke at it, I don't think would do shit.
1: Well, you know what, Superman? I, I retract that a little bit. What I don't retract is... I know that in the world of this movie, the idea is supposed to be like Superman. Everyone loves Superman. And unless, you know, he goes through these stretches where like, he becomes evil Superman, like kicks puppies or whatever. And everyone goes, screw you, Superman. Everyone pretty much just goes with like, whatever he says. But I feel like in 1980s... <laughs> You know, Superman inserting himself in the global tensions. I feel like it wouldn't just be everyone going, "That sounds good." At least one country would go, "Like, who who the hell are you to say you're taking away our nuclear weapons? Like, who appointed you the god of Earth?" And a filmmaker that I think also asked that question to himself. I can't believe I'm saying this. Is Zack Snyder, which kind of, (laughs) kind of colors a little bit. Of his perspective on the character in the Dawn of Justice verse, and I'm, I'm not saying that I think it's now a good movie or now I like it, but it does make me kind of go, "Well, I I, I kind of get the questions he's trying to ask." So uh, a uh, scene from Superman <laughs> Four.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll, so I'll will say this, and I don't you know I, I don't want to talk too much about the Zack Snyder's to Superman until we get there.
1: That's fair. But
0: That's fair. I've I've always felt like his idea for like a darker take on Superman was always a good idea. Like I, I even kind of like Man of Steel, parts of it. It's
1: okay. It's okay. Um,
0: but it was not a good idea if you're gonna try to build a cinematic universe around a darker Superman. And in his defense, Man of Steel was not supposed to be the start of the DC a you know universe cinematic universe. It just happened that way because came out the same year as the Avengers. Right. Right. And so, and so, you know, that's not his fault necessarily. It's just, just how it happened. And it's, you know, that, you know, that wasn't the right use for an evil Superman. Now, I do think I haven't seen his cut of the justice league. It does seem like he kind of really in his cut of the Justice league. He does go full on with evil Superman. Right.
1: Sort of. I mean, there's a whole lot going on in that movie. Um, Okay. Uh, fair enough. Uh, sort of.
0: But and but but still I, I would I would argue um having having Dark Superman as the cornerstone of your of your you know comic book DC Universe was was a poor choice. And it was just more due to Warner Brothers' lack of vision prior to the vendors coming out than it was Zack Snyder's fault. Um, yeah,
1: I think you're spot on there.
0: And so, yeah, and so, yeah, like you said, there's some of those questions he's posing, and Batman vs. Superman, you know, the, there is some decent idea behind them. Just you know, I think we would, you and I would find some execution less than desirable.
1: I think that's fair. But yeah, yeah, and that goes to my um. Just made me think of
0: that. So <laughs> that that's my my favorite quote of this movie. Actually, let me let me get it up here. Oh, very nice. Uh, When Superman's deciding if he should intervene or not, right? Mm -hmm. And he he goes to the Fortress of Solitude, and he's talking to, like, the memory banks of the elders. And one elder says, if you teach the Earth to put its fate in any one man, even yourself, you're teaching them to be betrayed.
1: If you teach the Earth to put its fate in any one man, even yourself, you're teaching them to be betrayed. Yeah.
0: That's, that's my quote, and I feel that's kind what of you're, what you're going to about, like, you know, if there was a real Superman and we did kind of worship him like a god a little bit, would that be, you know, would that be dangerous? And I, and I do think the answer would be yes. Um, and I so that's why... That the
1: movie doesn't explore this at all. <laughs> they, they no. Mean, yeah, they seem like they're going to. They, they brought it up, not
0: us. Right, yeah, they brought it up. And like I said, like, that's why I was, like, I was into it the first 20 or so minutes. I'm like, okay, there's something going on here. Um, but yeah but then just Lex makes Nuclear Man and then like that's the reason it doesn't work or something you know what I mean but they still nuclear disarm right Um, which by the way uh, maybe
1: maybe I'm just being a dummy but um, has Superman like not intervening been like a thing previous to this movie because it kind of feels like he intervenes all the time what do you mean well, I mean, a he's. Uh, I guess we need to define the scope of what intervening is, but you know, right. I would argue, and I think you've made the argument in Superman one, uh, him just reversing time is maybe the ultimate inter- intervention. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, if he's not supposed to intervene at all, like why why save people from getting run over? Like, isn't that intervening?
0: Right. Well, that's a good question, and and um. That's always the question uh, when when it comes to and that that that's part of the problem is superheroes don't make sense.
1: <laughs> that, that, right, that, I mean, that like, is the answer.
0: Right, superheroes don't make sense. And, this is the tagline like, of
1: this show: <laughs> Pop Culture Historians. Superheroes don't make
0: sense. Right, or, I mean, like, what would the world look like if Superman was real? I have no fucking idea. But it, it wouldn't look like the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Yeah, um, we'd all kill ourselves
1: been... probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but and there's been some comic books. we've tried to kind of explore that, but that's not what these movies were exploring. But then the problem is when you try to have Superman deal with what is a very real world issue like nuclear disarmament, you start to kind of pull back the curtain on the the kind of like logical flaws of a Superman movie, right like. You know, there were there were wars going on in the '80s during the Superman movies. Was Superman going and stopping those wars? It's a he, he had the power to.
1: <laughs> it's a decent point,
0: right? You know, and you know, uh, well, <laughs> and so like like for instance, uh, something I was like about the about the Watchmen series was, um, you know, U.S. won Vietnam because they sent Doctor Manhattan and he just killed all the Vietnamese, right? <laughs> Right. And, and was Superman doing that for America? Probably not. You know, he was just flying around the Metropolis and like, you know...
1: Saving cats and stuff. Saving
0: yeah. cats and f- falling helicopters and just mostly Lois Lane getting into trouble. Um, Pretty much. And, and that's fine because it's a Superman movie. That's what I expect from a Superman movie. But, but like I said, then once you start like having him f- f- deal with those questions, it does, like I said, it does kind of like... You know, then then you have all these other questions you have to answer that this movie was not interested in.
1: I mean, you think he could solve world hunger? I mean, I mean, I mean right. maybe, he could, maybe he couldn't solve that, but you well, can't really um, make, you can't make things
0: as are you a fan of TV tropes? The website? Yeah, I love. TV yeah, tropes. you are you familiar with the one? Reed Richards is Reed Richards is a dick.
1: <laughs> i do i do i'm I'm somewhat familiar but uh
0: yeah the, the, the basic idea of course reed richard's a fantastic four character he's supposed to be this super brilliant guy um why you know he could easily solve world hunger and he just <laughs> never does
1: well i mean that's kind of the argument with um thanos instead of like you know ins- instead of wishing for half of all half of all uh you know humanity to uh be cut in half why not double the resources right which of course I'd argue is what makes him a bad guy, but never mind.
0: <laughs> oh well, and then I think I think Thanos would say, "Well, then you guys would just use up all those resources."
1: Exactly. Um, Where does it
0: end? I, that's it's still not a question that's ever asked. Um, no. But at the same time, Thanos is kind of portrayed as a religious lunatic, not religious as far you know, but like he's but he religious has... in his doctrine.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like he has a he has a philosophy, and he's 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 going to bind himself to it. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, talking about nuclear disarmament and nuclear man, uh, I, I kind of want to break down Lex's plan here because it seems like it—I will generously say—evolves uh, over the course of the movie. But I want to at least get into the creation of nuclear man. Because okay, so uh, Lex—he's breaking rocks outside of a quarry, and he gets broken out of prison by his s- stupid. Nephew Lenny. And that that's both me giving commentary and I think the character is, 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 is portrayed he, as very stupid.
0: He's repeatedly called stupid by Lex. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he really does. He fits that same um, role that um, you know we had in the previous movies.
1: Yeah. Uh, and he gets busted out of prison because there's, there's two guards watching this whole um, chain gang. And uh, Lenny pulls up in a car that, like, I think is open topped, and like the guards are like, "Whoa, cool car!" And Lenny's like, "Do you want to be in it?" And they go, "Sure." And then the, the the doors lock, and the top closes, and then Lenny uses the remote control to drive the uh, uh, car off a cliff, and Lex, <laughs> thus Lex, is now out of prison. I guess. Um, I I don't know. <laughs> They, they they do establish that the cops pull out of the uh, they climb up out of the uh, quarry so they're all right so don't worry Lenny didn't kill anybody um, <laughs> but they go to like this museum like it's supposed to be like a Smithsonian-esque if it's not actually the Smithsonian and they have this on display this hair from Superman that's kind of holding <laughs> up this like you know eight hundred pound barbell or something supposed to show how strong it is. Doesn't sound very exciting to me, but I
0: don't know. Seeing seeing a piece of hair, Superman's hair hanging up something really heavy, uh, I might I might find that kind of cool right in a museum, like actually seeing that. I guess
1: if I actually saw it, maybe that. See, that's one of those other uh, unintended consequences of a uh, of superheroes actually existing. Is uh, there'd be nothing else in museums? It would just be aliens are real. <laughs> Now we know this for a fact that Superman is here and yeah, stuff about his DNA.
0: Yeah, although um I guess that kind of brings the point, like Superman's hair could like save lives if it's that strong.
1: Yeah, medical equipment. I mean
0: You could you could like use it in cars, right? Like Yeah. I mean
1: Get earthquake proof buildings.
0: Yeah, I mean they're uh yeah, so I mean, every time he gets a haircut, he's potentially. How does he get a haircut?
1: I don't know. Does he? He, he must cut get his my scissors? As Clark, right? What? He must get his haircut as Clark, right? Oh, but how do they cut it? Yeah,
0: yeah how do they, exactly. How do, they, how do they cut it? <sighs> um,
1: maybe his hair doesn't grow.
0: Oh, uh, maybe. It's just always that length.
1: Maybe possible.
0: I mean, Supergirl could magically change her appearance, so...
1: Exactly. It's
0: um, not the unreasonable thing Clark could.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he can give himself a mullet if he wants to. <laughs> so they they steal this hair, and Lex's whole plan is, I want to create, like, another Superman with, like, the, the DNA, like, the genetic material I can pull from this uh, hair, which evolves into he. he convinces these arms dealers to put the hair in one of their um nuclear missiles so when it gets fired up and uh superman subsequently grabs it and throws it into the sun it creates nuclear man
0: in, in in Lex's defense it was more than just the hair he used the hair as a baseline to create nuclear man
1: oh that's right there is a scene of them in the uh working in the lab him and Lenny
0: right um why um I guess Lex needed that nuclear fusion reaction to make Lenny, and you can only do that by, I guess, either detonating a nuclear bomb or throwing it in the sun, I guess. Whatever.
1: And and I know that plan eventually evolves into uh, Superman is disarming everyone. Once Nuclear Man takes care of Superman, I'm going to make I'm going to make a profit off of rearming everybody, which that sounds like classic Lux. That,
0: right, for that, sure. That, that is, sounds like him. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, nuclear man uh, just doesn't work. Nothing else really to be said about it. Well, like... <laughs> he's stupid looking.
0: He's stupid looking. He has no personality. You just, like, put him in the shade and he dies. He shuts down.
1: Yes, they make that very clear. Um, yeah, so I mean... drives his power from the sun.
0: Yeah. But it's more than just, like, normally things that drive their power from the sun still, like, have some power after the sun goes away.
1: Yeah. Like, it's not he, like solar power things just, like, shut off the second light falls.
0: Exactly. Like, he, I he have literally, lights in my
1: backyard right now that are um, they're twinkling just fine because they've been absorbing all that energy.
0: Right. Um, but hypothetically, Lex could have intentionally put that in there so he could control nuclear man Better, I guess, which um, but that would just
1: that would be us doing the work for the movie. I don't think that ever gets explained,
0: yeah, I'm not sure. I think I think Lex knew about it to begin with, so um, you know, he's the one who gave us that exposition, right. So I mean I, I guess I think that's a fair assumption, but it's still stupid because yeah, it like, makes it makes nuclear man a bit too easy to defeat, like literally. He got defeated because he went into an elevator, which also makes him really stupid. Why the fuck would you go in an elevator if you shut down when you're not in the sun?
1: Uh, because he's a bad character like
0: why, like why would you go indoors at all?
1: Uh, <laughs> I have no answer to that okay. um, yeah I'm trying to think of uh, if the stuff was at the farm getting sold that I think that gets dropped. <laughs>
0: Yeah, nothing happens with that. But at least like <clears throat> I mean I I'll I'll defend that as far as like, you know, that was giving you kind of a state of mind for Superman, right? It was a good was, scene. It was it was a good scene and like, you know, he was you know, cuz I felt like it was kind of playing into the loneliness Superman was feeling at the beginning of the movie, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like and like kind of like the you know, midlife crisis a little bit, which kind of like spurs them to action for the um, nuclear disarmament. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would, I would defend that scene on those grounds. They were, they were kind of character building scenes. Um, where again, it would have been nice if that to come back in some way or tie it into the plot. But then again, then this movie would have to have a plot. I mean, this is literally the plot of this movie. Suitman, like a little. Um, uh, someone buys Daily Planet and finds a kid who's mad at Superman for not taking away the nuclear weapons, right? And smears Superman. So, Superman decides to take away nuclear weapons. Lex decides to make nuclear man, um, by putting him on a nuclear weapon to defeat Superman. Nuclear man defeats Superman. Superman recovers. Superman beats nuclear man.
1: Yeah, that's about it.
0: That, that's that's the entire plot of this movie.
1: Uh, you forgot the scene. Well, I mean, you, you didn't forget it, but of course, once uh, Superman gets defeated by uh, Nuclear Man, Clark also kind of gets defeated by Nuclear Man. Nuclear Man scratches Superman, and which kind of gives Clark like radiation poisoning. So this is like this whole scene and a half where he looks like hell, and he's like on death's door, and uh, he he gets he gets his power. Um, gets his energy revived by this like energy source that gets set up at the beginning of the movie that was here before unmentioned by, uh, uh, Clark's mom. Uh, he kind of keeps like his ship, like still in that barn on the farm. And she's like, Oh yeah, there's like this energy source. You can only use it once. And once you use it, the ship will, uh, you know, get cold and wither away. You know, kind of giving this idea of like, you know, in order to move forward you kind of have to say goodbye. Another kind of interesting theme that's kind of almost thrown in by accident that doesn't really get truth <laughs> upon it anyway because what happens is he gets radiation poisoning. Lois gives a speech about like, you know, Superman was really great. If I had a chance to tell him the how much I treasured the time with him, I would. Kind of alluding that Lois might know that Clark is Superman. Again, <laughs> It's only hinted at. There's no real anything there. And he just picks the energy source and he's just, he seems like he's better. Yeah, no, it,
0: there's definitely, that's definitely where I was feeling like, okay, there was something cut from this movie. Finding out there was 40 minutes cut. And, you know, I don't know exactly what was cut, but yeah, that whole like, he's like balding and like dying and he picks up the energy source and then next time we see him, he's just fine. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like, like, I remember just being like, like, what? It feels like something was cut. And then uh, there was also some lazy storytelling. Like, he saw a Lacey Warfield, like he saw a picture in the newspaper and said, okay, I want this woman.
1: Oh, Nuclear Man. Yeah, yeah I didn't get nuclear that at man, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, 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 and
0: it was like, oh, okay, so they just need an excuse for them to fight again or something. Like, yeah. it, it, it literally didn't make sense. Um, and so... Yeah, Nuclear Man was terrible. He had no personality. I mean, he was like a dumb brute on purpose. Um, I but... do like
1: the scene where he dramatically grows his fingernails. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was some it's real like, character growth for you? It was.
1: Yeah, quite literally. Cell growth as well. Um, yeah, I guess I can kind of draw myself into some of the superlatives. Um, I do like the, oh, the whole the Warfields by the Daily Planet thing is resolved by uh, Perry just gets a loan and just buys up the majority share. It's like, oh yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's how you do it. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean,
0: technically, see. technically, that is literally what Elon Musk is trying to do to Twitter as we record this. Um,
1: uh, yeah, by the time this comes out, he may, he may, he may. He <laughs> the may situation is him.
0: probably resolved uh, by the time this comes out, but um, one way or the other. But um, at the same time. Like, there's no way Banks would give him Perry. I mean, again, it's a Superman movie. We shouldn't get too hung up on like realism. But that was, um, that was cheap.
1: Yeah, that was just like a oh crap, we forgot to do something. We have like ten seconds left. Let's. <laughs> do well,
0: and they did set it up because like like he left as soon as the takeover at some point in the movie. He like left. I'm going to the bank. <laughs> And so... That's
1: true. You got me on that one. Um,
0: but, like, it, it still didn't feel dramatically, like, earned.
1: No. It's just... It's just all just stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've already mentioned it, but, like, my, my favorite use of superpowers is, of course, uh, chucking the nukes into the sun. <laughs> it's a pretty metal move. Although I do kind of like... There's, like, th- that, that first battle between Nuclear Man and Superman kind of takes on this global thing like the you know, great wall of china gets blown up Oh well, yeah that's like, right it goes like Italy. But, um okay but when did
0: superman get the power to like fix walls with his eyes
1: i don't know it's the same it's the same thing <laughs> they gave him the power of like just rewinding the film in order to put the bricks back up yeah <laughs> boy it had to look bad um, yeah, but he does in Italy. There's like a uh, I don't know if it's Italy. It's some, a volcano erupts and all this lava is flowing through the city street. And he kind of uses the super breath in order to kind of cool the lava. And yeah, I guess that's kind of cool. It's not yeah. throwing nukes into the sun. No. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to
0: it's hard to, be, it's hard to beat it's hard to beat building a giant net in space, filling it with nukes <laughs> and throwing it into the sun. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, I'm not sure you can. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um
0: I, I i do like i do like you know to to get the nukes they had to launch them like yeah what if like there was a miscommunication and superman like didn't know like he, he missed the memo they were launching this nuke right now
1: and also it's not like he has like a a roster right couldn't the just go uh yeah we shot all of them and just keep like five for themselves
0: yeah. I mean, of course that's exactly what would happen, but you know. Yeah.
1: It's like, oh yeah, Superman. Uh, we only had like two, so yeah.
0: It says here have yeah, five. Oh yeah, those broke. Sorry.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. We those, threw are, them those, away. Are, yeah. those are those are, are decoms. don't worry about those. <laughs> um did you say what your favorite superpower usage was?
0: Oh, uh, I guess like, like you said, filling a giant net in space with nuclear <laughs> missiles and throwing them in the sun. I don't I'm not sure you can beat that.
1: Uh, you said your best line. Mine was a Lacey Warfield um, hmm. line. Uh, you know, she kind of pulls Lois aside and says, boy, Clark is cute. And Lois kind of gets a little territorial and was like, I don't know, uh, to be frank, you don't seem like his type. And Lacey gives this line that I actually thought was pretty funny. She goes, um, all men like me. I'm very, very rich. <laughs> don't be
0: silly. All men like me. I'm very, very rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do.
1: And That's like right. even
0: even like taking over the heaven of Daily Planet bought by like um sensationalist tabloid, that was a decent conflict that had potential, and yeah. the only thing they really used it for was a the setup with the little kid and b to have a wacky love triangle with Clark and Lacey, you know, and so again it was just kind of wasted uh,
1: moments you wouldn't see now. I, I I went with Clark Kent doing aerobics. <laughs> do you remember that scene?
0: Go, uh, yes, I do. Um, yeah.
1: That was a very like nineteen eighty seven thing.
0: It was. It was. Um, the whole thing, like like John Cryer's character you just wouldn't see now. Is, no, it was it they all had with. like a
1: little kid villain character. <laughs>
0: No, and especially, like, he was so fucking 80s. Like, it it definitely felt like an old person in the 80s who's like, this is what the kids dress like now, right? (laughs) Um, He almost
1: kind of looks like Poochie from uh, The Simpsons when they add that third character to Itchy and Scratchy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) A
0: little
1: bit. A little bit. A little little
0: bit, bit, yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, you know, since we're talking about Lenny, um, I kind of had two worst moments I couldn't really the side between um, I really hated that kind of when they do uh, Lois and Lois and Superman flying around the country thing again trying to capture the magic of the first one but it looks way worse and they repeat that memory kiss thing which is just uh, brings up all kinds of weird questions but I also threw in when nuclear man's like throwing Lenny around and he's like spinning around and around and around and it's all just like really lousy. Oh,
0: yeah, that was Don awful. Cry-
1: Don Cryer ADR of just like lines like, hey, I'm the only weirdo around here. Okay. I'm an experiment. I'm a What's going on? It's just like, ah, oh, this is
0: so bad. Yeah, that was terrible. There's there's too many to choose from the second half of this movie.
1: <laughs> it's yeah.
0: That luck. that John Cryer one I'd actually kind of forgotten about. That's a really good choice. Cause at least like, the <laughs> that um the, the Lowest Lane one, it was awkward because you're right, it was like a shadow of something you liked in uh in the first Superman, but at least there was an emotional connection there with that scene that that was built on previous movies and that the, you know, Margot Kidder and Christopher Reeve could still pull off. And even though it did bring back the awkward kiss thing. um, That was one of the like few scenes in the movie where like I felt a connection to, you know, past the first 20 minutes. Uh, And so I, I I hesitate agreeing with that as one of the worst scenes in the movie. It wasn't necessarily a great scene, but at least it was something I'll give it the Cryer. I don't care. Yeah. The crier one was terrible. What what my choice was, because I'd kind of forgot that the Cryer one was really bad. I'd forgotten about that actually. <laughs> um, um the what, what stuck out to me is after Superman like was dying of radiation and he comes back and he confronts, you know, Nuclear Man who's just going who wants to like get Lacey Warfield for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um there's this scene where like Superman's just standing there, and, and, and like Newman's like, "I want the girl," and Superman's like, "You can't have her," or something like. I, mean, I wasn't sure how Superman knew what girl they were talking about, but they were both <laughs> on the same page about the girl. Like, there's lots of girls in Metropolis, and yet they both, you know, Superman knew exactly which one he was talking about. Um, <laughs> and then like, so so Man just like goes and like wreaks havoc on the city block, and Superman's just like standing there. Oh yeah. And that, that whole sequence was just awful because of the special effects were terrible. They didn't have the budget to pull it off. Nuclear Man sucks as like a character, and so he was just like doing stuff like, and you know, and it just looked terrible. And Superman was just like, I should stop this. Yeah, you think, man? Yeah, I mean, and it, it, it just like it went on. It felt like it went on forever. I don't know. I thought to me that was the worst moment.
1: Yeah, look fair again. There's many to choose from it kind of makes the next category. It was a real head scratcher for me. Actually the next two, uh, best moment. Do you have anything for this?
0: Well, I'll I'll go to the beginning of the movie where I was starting to feel it and I I would say the the scene where he was at the at the house was to me the best scene in the movie. You know, getting getting the crystal, hearing his mom talking to the guy who wanted to buy the farm, you know, and kind of just like the the you know, kind of lonely, melancholy. You could see him having. You know, I, I did, I did like that scene.
1: Yeah, I'd say either that or maybe the uh, the scene at the council, maybe not the UN, but um, the kind of Kryptonian <clears throat> council. Oh
0: where, yeah, yeah, where he where he goes yeah. to talk to him, where I got my yeah. my favorite quote. Yeah, yeah I agree. I
1: might, I might give it to that, but, that mm-hmm. but the the scene with the scene with the realtor or the, whatever you want to call him. That's that was strong. Mm-hmm. MVP.
0: This one was really difficult for me, so I'll let you go first.
1: Uh, <laughs> it might be. It might just be an award of a by elimination. I'm tempted to go Reeve again, but even he seemed a little like th- this is clearly going to be the last one for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed done. Uh, <clears throat> Sidney J. Fury, the director of this thing, is maybe the least to blame for the movie's woes i mean it's not Mm. well directed but i don't think it's this at least isn't the richard lester like i'm imposing my house style on this thing whether or not it fits he's just kind of like let's put it here let's put it there i'll deal with the budget stuff we'll work around it bing bang, boom let's just get this done which is not a Ring endorsement for uh, Most Valuable Player, but I don't, I, I, I don't know who else I would pick.
0: So, I eventually settled on Margot Kidder.
1: You know what? She never got one for these, so I, I think that's a, that's a note. Well, that's and, a fine note.
0: <laughs> yeah, and if you recall, I was kind of hard on her on the first one, and I kind of stand by that. Um, but I thought <laughs> she improved in her portrayal of Lois every movie. And, and for me, she brought a warmth and heart to this movie that really wasn't there. <laughs> really, really. I mean, like, like she brought it, I thought. And some of it was based off like the previous movies, just kind of like bringing it with them. Yeah. Uh, but I thought, I mean, you know, she wasn't phoning this in. She was generally trying it. You know, she um, still had like her scenes with Superman were still, still good, I thought. And, you know, she even kind of helped make the stuff with Lacey work Lacey Warfield um, you know I I still liked Christopher Reeves in this movie I almost gave it to him sure. but I did feel like his behind the scenes drama and which I don't necessarily blame him for as far as like being hesitant to come back to this movie and you know wanting it to be about something he felt very strongly about personally but I did think all that stuff eventually ultimately hurt the movie a lot to where I, I don't think I could give him MVP here
1: yeah, Margot Kidder's a fine choice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Reeve even kind of cost this movie a couple of, uh, at least one director that would have been really interesting. Wes Craven was initially hired at one point to do this, but he and Craven didn't get along. So,
0: Wes Craven yeah. Superman, <laughs> man, yeah. I, I can't, I can't imagine that.
1: That's like a career-altering kind of thing. I don't know what, I don't know where that would have gone, but um, yeah. Look, the whole whole franchise is kinda of running out of steam, which I guess gets us to lasting effect on the genre. We this is kind of our first real flame out uh, of a franchise we've gotten to cover on this. Like this is this was kind of it for Superman on the big screen for a while. Uh you know, the nineties would give us like, you know, the Terry Hatcher, Adventures of Lois and Clark on TV. 2001, you have Smallville. There's that kind of redo of Superman 3, you know, 6 that we'll get to, and then there's the Snyder stuff, but this is...
0: But yeah, that's not this until is... 2006. Yeah. was yeah. a good 15, 20, almost 20 years.
1: Yeah, um... such a major character that, that seems... I mean, we have a different Batman every fucking year now, and like, <laughs> Superman, I mean, there's only been two real major portrayals of him that I think, if I said Movie Superman actor, you would say the Reeve or Cavill at this point. That seems kind of crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, so obviously this whole series has a huge effect on the genre, right? I still feel like Superman. To yeah, to day, I still feel like you know, um, some some superhero movies are, are looking back at Superman, the, the the first one, for inspiration about how to go about, you know. Doing a superhero movie.
1: It's Kevin Feige's favorite superhero movie. Right.
0: Um, So it's hard to narrow down this one's effect, especially when it's such a flop. If anything, this one had a negative effect on the genre, right? I would think so. (laughs) Uh, You know, if if the Superman series had had four strong movies, first of all, there probably would have been a fifth one, but there probably would have been more DC movies in the 90s right instead of just like sticking with Batman.
1: Batman's the main backbone. Um right. There's a couple one-off things, but they're not not the heavy players. That doesn't start coming into like the 2000s.
0: Mainly I think um this movie is more illustrative of like how difficult it is to maintain a successful franchise.
1: And the fact that, I mean, on one hand, it's weird—only nine years separated Superman One and Superman Four. But considering all the stuff that can go wrong in a franchise, nine years is not a bad run at all.
0: No. Um. And and I feel like you know, basically, we're talking about it, you know. But same thing happens with the Batman franchise, right?
1: Yeah, it's about um, the same amount of time. In fact, between in fact Batman even and Batman. even
0: even worse. Uh, I, I would I would, argue if Michael Michael Keaton had been an old for the 90s, well, 89 and 90s Batman, it would be overall a better franchise.
1: I would agree with that. And there's a major um, directorial change halfway through those, too. Um, right.
0: Well, yeah. And so you have the huge behind the scenes problems, you know, studios um, just not being able to work well with their talent right i mean it's it's a it's a recurring trend at least for a while, and I'm not sure even I think it's still going on today and um sure, right I mean of course uh the ones to do that that doesn't do that is marvel that's because um if you don't get along with their vision, you just get kicked out the door before you make the movie right right
1: exactly exactly uh, <laughs> like, they don't they don't tend to have much find the scenes drama anymore because I think it's you know unless you have something really, really special or like it's enough of a side story that doesn't matter. Like you do it the way we want to do it, or you're not going to get the job. I think that's, that's understood now.
0: Right. Uh, But whereas like, I feel like with other studios, they're still running their studios this, the way they were in the eighties to an extent and you have more of a danger of that happening.
1: Yeah. And you know, I think the, the DCEU model kind of uh, leads to a higher possible ceiling, but the floor is much lower, too. As of this Uh who knows how much longer Ezra Miller is going to be The Flash. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Although
0: although up. the Ezra Miller stuff would be stuff that Marvel had trouble with, too, right? I mean, that's... Um, that is true. That's not...
1: That's, that,
0: that's, that, that's not, not a studio that's, issue thing. Yeah. That's, that's him doing, allegedly doing some things that... Um,
1: that you know yeah, could put stuff in danger for sure. Nice. But of course, um,
0: none of that has to do with today and age, we you know, we don't like our stars doing those kinds of things. If he did, you know, I mean I'm not I'm gonna be an expert. Whereas I feel like in the 80s that would have just been covered up.
1: Yeah, or you know, even earlier than that, like if you heard that like, you know, movie start got into a fist fight, you're like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, True.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: not saying that's right or anything else is wrong, but it's just kind of funny how that Kind of changes over the decades. Uh, I think we've talked about Superman four enough. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, especially,
0: especially not knowing what the deleted scenes were, because I don't think they've not, they've not come out with like an extended cut of this movie, right?
1: No, there's
0: there's no ultimate. There's
1: a, there's a DVD pressing that has some of the uh, deleted scenes. There's some that people know about that like just weren't released. Um, I don't have like a detailed list of everything in front of me. But the most significant cut, it seems to me, is this whole other Nuclear Man character, which sounds like a massive waste of time to me. But
0: right, right, because nothing was—you didn't notice a second, a first Nuclear Man missing from the plot, right? I mean, I had no idea. It's hard. It's hard to—I mean, this movie barely had a plot, so it's hard to imagine like how that would have even contributed to it. Right,
1: but even like an extra ten minutes just to like give a little breathing room to some stuff would have gone a long way i can't believe i'm advocating for this to have been longer but i think i think that would have helped a little bit
0: right well and it's also possible like they should have given breathing room to clark dying of radiation poisoning <laughs> well maybe not <laughs> you know,
1: like, i mean that's like, like that's, a really, that happens, that's a really that's a really yeah. dark
0: choice to go with for this movie but like like you don't get you, know, like, even like the yeah that's why you don't like that's why you don't make lexus plan kill superman with radiation poisoning but they (laughs) did and then they even showed 10 seconds of it and it was disturbing and it was like yes um but at the same time i felt like i was missing something because we didn't see him recover he just was just magically better which i understand that was the point of the thing from the ship but at at the same time like stick to it i don't know yeah yeah it's
1: the lesson here is to just you know It's it's nothing wrong with talking about real world stuff, and uh, you know, I think I think his opinions on the matter probably bore out. Um, He probably got the last laugh there, but it raises so many more other questions that (laughs) superhero movies just aren't the average ones just aren't equipped to deal with, even the really good ones. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, Superman four bit off more than they could chew. Couldn't afford the. Swallow it, I guess. I don't know. The metaphor doesn't work. Superman 4 is very bad. Yes. Next week, we're wrapping up this whole pod before we do another round of awards the week after that, with a movie that I remember being very good. I had not seen it in quite some time. That's Batman.
0: We should maybe explain that. We're kind of, you know, because we're bouncing back between doing superhero movies and Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. And so we've kind of organized these by decade, more or less, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Although maybe maybe when we get to like the Super Explosion of two thousands, we might have to do every five years or something. But um,
1: yeah, we we may have to figure that out. Um, But but yeah,
0: back when we get to it. Yeah, so yeah, our last superhero movie is the nineteen eighty nine Tim Burton Michael Keaton Batman.
1: Yes. Oh, uh, a couple other pieces of business. I don't have the book in front of me, but I do remember what he gave it. Uh, oh okay. What do you think Leonard Malton gave this?
0: Oh, this one has to be a bomb, right?
1: God, I think he gave it two stars.
0: He gave this movie two stars?
1: Yeah. Let's see. I can go grab it real quick.
0: Yeah, grab that book.
1: <laughs> let's see here. two stars
0: wow uh,
1: Superman does his bit for world peace vibrating the globe of nuclear weapons which inspires Lester Thor to become a black market arms profiteer he also challenges Superman by creating a nuclear man disappointing fantasy adventures pretty ordinary with second rate special effects sincere performances help a lot I think he's giving it much too much credit
0: yeah I mean, you know, like I said, I, I do think Margaret could have had a good, sincere performance. I liked reason in this movie, but they they were good in the first half, but the second half was such a freaking train wreck.
1: Yeah. What would you give it out of ten?
0: Out of ten? Well, um, I ended up giving it three nuclear disarmament treaties.
1: Yeah, uh, about the same. Three nuclear disarmament treaties. Uh, I think that seems fair.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I didn't think I thought Supergirls worse overall. Um,
1: it's a bigger disappointment.
0: But, yeah, this is definitely a bigger disappointment for sure. Yeah. Um, even even going in thinking it was gonna be bad is still somehow disappointing.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's it. Uh, well, uh, besides our 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 life lesson, which this one is pretty easy. But uh, before I get well, back well, before before we
0: do that, do you want to? Do you want to rank the the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, favorite oh, to least favorite? Do you have that in mind? Yeah.
1: God, I, I think it's I, I think it kind of goes right down the line for me. I think it's yeah. one, two, three, four.
0: <laughs> Same here, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I I couldn't like the second one better than the first one. First one was definitely like the overall strongest. It is um,
1: uh, the, the, the half life of it. I feel like the next one's just kind of half as good as the one before it.
0: <laughs> I, I it feels I, like to me. I think I like the second one better than you, um, but it certainly wasn't as good as the first one. Um, and saying the third one was half as good as the second one, I, I could agree with that.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's a fifth. <laughs> um, and where would you put Supergirl in there?
0: Oh, last. I like I said I thought she was worse. Her was worse than this one. I thought the movie was awful. It's at we,
1: least if it's not last, it's at least between three and four. I, yeah, I couldn't possibly go any higher than that. But yeah, no. It's it just kind of diminishing returns on the uh, well, old Clark Kent, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I
0: don't think, I don't think it had to be that way. like I know I know it's hard to 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 string together like a successful you know, several good movies in a row for several reasons. Um, you know, I think origin stories have an advantage in the sense of like they're exciting, right? You know, it's exciting to see someone get powers and work through them and and get the start. Whereas with with sequels, you have to like find new conflict for these characters. Um, But I don't think it had to be like this, right? I I do think there was... Christopher Reeve was, in my opinion, was so good at Superman. Like, I think he easily could have been at the head of like five or six really good Superman movies.
1: Absolutely. Well, and it also goes to show that, you know, backstage drama it can cost you a lot i mean a lot of the stuff that kind of caused three and four to go haywire was kind of planted with the way the south treated richard donner on the set of superman one he's never quite pulled out of that tailspin yeah unfortunately
0: something i'll give the selkirk selkins
1: <laughs> i've never known
0: okay okay i'll give them credit for this um you know, those, those first two Superman movies, like they were faithful to the character in the comics. And and I think, you know, when you go on down the line, you, they got less and less faithful and they also got less and less good. Right. Yeah, and I don't think that's necessarily. I think the
1: franchises take now is let's do the actual comics.
0: Well, but, but here's the thing like, it's a lesson Hollywood really didn't learn for a long time. It,
1: and they, and probably, they, arguably another 20 years, if not 25. Yeah.
0: And they only learned it once a comic book company got their own studio and said, this is how you make superhero movies. <laughs> and yeah, then, su- it's, it's well, because I, I do think, and this is something I think we're, we'll talk about more in the 90s, um, is, I, I feel like superhero, like su- studios felt like superhero movies could only be good if you were like, kind of like winking at the audience, calling them stupid, right? Like that's right. why Superman had to be campy, because like, oh, you can't take this seriously. And those first ones still kind of did, because Richard Donner made it so, like, mythic. And there was still some humor camp in there, but like, whereas when when uh, Lester took over, he's like, no, we're going to make this lapstick. And then after that, it was just like, oh, no, it needs to be campy. You know, I'm rambling. No, um,
1: no, you're absolutely right. And I think the Batman movies are going to take a similar dive. of like Batman movies you know, take a
0: similar dive, back- or even like the x-men you know i really like those movies but like like oh we're wearing black leathers, like oh what'd you expect um
1: yeah oh yellow
0: you know, spandex yellow yeah. spandex yeah i was like
1: yeah i think the first one that really just come out and go like no we're gonna like do this in the actual spirit what's intended Is probably spider-man of the, mo- of the more modern stuff
0: mm-hmm. yeah well, i think
1: has an interesting little um feel to it as well but that's right. another one that kind of devolves into let's just do camp let's just do the 60s mm-hmm.
0: show right yeah, so, and I'm not sure the Batman. Batman to me was is more along the lines like, um, we we already talked about this in the um swamp, um. Oh, what's his name? Swamp. Something. The movie. Swamp Thing. Yeah, it is Swamp Thing. Right yeah, and the yeah. Swamp Thing thing where that's that's less of like a true Batman movie and more like a Tim Burton movie. I think you know. Of course, we're going to be talking about this next Jeez. week. But.
1: Yeah, t- 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 there's some liberties taken, but I also <laughs> think it's nice meld between um director vision and uh material even if it's not exactly like faithful. Um I'm excited, I'm excited to dig back into it. It's been a long time.
0: It's been a while for me too.
1: So it'll be a treat and then it'll be awards for us and then uh not for us uh, given by us. <laughs> and then uh, back to Doctor Who for uh for a little while. Back in the Tardis with us. Ladies and gentlemen, uh if you like what you heard, uh, please like and subscribe, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, uh, rate us and review us on uh, your podcast, your choice, and uh, t- tell your friends, good or bad. Uh, you know, just, just talk to your friends in this time of t- divisiveness. <laughs> uh, and I'll leave you with these words R- of wisdom.
0: Return to your echo chambers.
1: Um, That's right. Oh, yeah. Or just stay in your bubbles. They're, <laughs> they're comfortable. That's okay. I have them too. And uh, if I had one thing for everyone to uh, rem- <laughs> reminisce on and ruminate on for the next couple of weeks, uh, it would be this. If you have a star that says I'll only come in your movie if you uh, <laughs> make it about nuclear disarmament, uh, just, just mull it over carefully before bankrupting your studio. <laughs> That's all. That's not really an in-universe really in- thing, but <laughs> it's... It matters all the same
0: words of wisdom to any you know studio producers listening to our podcast That's right.
1: i know you're listening fellas or ladies all right uh see you guys next week uh see you later <laughs>